All right, everybody. It's Eric. I know we usually start these with a funny voice or a pithy intro, but I have something uh, very serious I want to address today. Uh, Tommy, I have not uh, talked to you about this. I wanted to save it for the podcast. It's kind of, it's been something that's been weighing on me. Oh boy. And I want to come clean here on the show. And uh, the rumors are true. I, too, did have sex with Adam Levine. I know. Oh, my God. I know. I know. It's a shock. It's a shock. He slid into my DMs. He told me uh, my body was absurd. And just a lot of, oh, fuck. <laughs> and, and it just really did something for me. I guess and, uh, uh, his new daughter, Eric, makes a lot more sense now. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he he asked me if uh if he could name his next kid after me. Um which I which I of course was fine with. But uh but yeah, I just needed to come clean, you know, that's that's what's been happening. And then interestingly, after all this drama broke, he actually sent me a DM and he was like, "Hey, you know what? I've listened to a lot of podcasts in my life. But I have never heard a podcast that talks about she-Hulk, all the Marvel news, all the Star Wars news, and everything else, because it's the Infinity Watch Podcast! Oh my gosh. Welcome to the Infinity Watch podcast. Bet you weren't expecting that shit. I sure wasn't. My name is Tommy, and I'm here with my Moose Like Jagger co host, Eric. Oh, yeah. This I got is... the Moose Like Jagger. <laughs> this is season three, episode 15. Oh my gosh. I guess his, <laughs> his next child's going to be named Infinity. Yes. Yes. Which I could actually see a celebrity naming their child. I would be shocked if it hasn't happened yet. Man, those uh, Adam Levine texts real cringe. Dude, they're, they're so funny. Real They're cringe. so funny. Then again, I also wouldn't like my texts to get leaked out because they'd probably be pretty cringe too. If I was, no, you know. yeah, I complete. It's like people are giving him shit for like flirting like a white guy, which is fair because they are cringy. But also it's like, come on, we've all sexted. I've sent a couple of ugh fuck texts in my day. I mean, I, who among us has not sent an ugh fuck? Yeah. Very few, I would guess. The dude wrote songs about Jane. Just give him a, you know, you gotta give there him we a go. pass. There so. we go. But yeah, welcome to the Infinity Watch podcast. We're doing a double episode. We, uh, we had to mm. skip last week. Uh, so we're doing a double episode on She-Hulk episode five and six. We'll uh, see so how much I remember about episode five. Yeah, me too. I got some feelings about it, though, <laughs> that I won't forget. Um... <laughs> Yeah, we're now like two-thirds of the way through, which is kind of crazy. Um, yeah. I must say I like having nine episodes rather than the six. Yeah. I mean, whatever, all the changes they've been doing for the show um, are really working for me overall. Yeah. I just feel like the last two Marvel shows didn't work within the six episodes that they were given. It was just too much. They tried to do way too much. And so... Um, 
But we will talk about She-Hulk in a second. Let's jump right into news. There's lots of random shit going on, and, and we'll run through that, and then we'll hop into She-Hulk. Um, Daredevil Born Again. So I guess they were asking Daredevil star Charlie Cox once again if he thought that the new show would tie into the Netflix show. Um, and apparently he has no fucking clue. He just said... <laughs> Quote, yeah, I don't know, but my instinct is based on the name of the show. It's called Born Again. And the fact that Kevin Feige talks about being a season one rather than season four, my feeling is this is a whole new deal. Um, yeah. Which is like, smart. Charlie, guy. stop making so much sense. Uh, you know, but uh, yeah, it's, you know. Talk, to, talk to your boy Vincent because he's, right. he's talking crazy. <laughs> right. I mean, it's just. People feel very strongly about the Netflix shows. People feel very strongly about Agents Agents of Shield, and I feel like no matter what, people are going to think what they want to think. So yeah, um, I will say there's a picture of the season three Daredevil suit with Charlie Cox in it on this article. Man, they never really quite got that helmet right on him. No, they didn't. It always looks really funky. Um, and ironically, I think the photo they used on Disney Plus when they brought it over was the bullseye actor wearing the costume and not him because like he impersonates him. Come on. <laughs> and so it's like, man, it looks better on that guy than it looked on Charlie Cox. So I don't know if he has a weird shaped head or what. Might, um, it might be the chin. Might be the yeah, chin. It could be that. All I know is that Ben Affleck looked great in his and I'll fight anyone who thinks otherwise. <laughs> Go watch the director's cut of that movie. It's fucking fantastic. Um. All right. Wake me up. Wake me up inside. (laughs) So good. Um, An unbeatable call and response. Anytime you drop a wake me up, you got to expect somebody drops the wake me up inside. It's like worse than leaving someone hanging with like a high five or something. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Um, All right. (laughs) Apparently, there are rumors that She-Hulk will make an appearance in Captain America New World Order. Oh, uh, good. Interesting. I'm not sure exactly how that'll all work out, but I guess we'll have to wait and see. I don't know. I'm 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 still a little skeptical on um Captain Falcon for some reason. I don't know. I'm sure it'll be fine, but I'm not skeptical about the character. I'm very skeptical about the movie. <laughs> right, yeah. I think yeah, I should clarify. I like him as a character. I think his suit looked great. It was maybe a little bit overdone, but I thought it was pretty good. Um but yeah, that just that show was hot garbage. Yeah, it wasn't good. I am really excited to see what um, a movie VFX team can do for She-Hulk, though, if this is true. Maybe, yeah. maybe just make that a little better and then they'll have the assets for the next season and it'll just be a little better. Not that it's been it has been much better than I think we all expected from the trailers. Uh, it's been fine, but it could definitely be better. I know there was a scene I, I mentioned to Mia when we were watching this the the latest episode, the wedding one. I was like, wow, like in this whole scene right here, she looks perfect. Like yeah. I I don't know if it was at the wedding or what. I just remember being like, right here she looks perfect. But I remember thinking earlier in the episode, she didn't look good. And so it's like when they when they got it, they got it. Yeah. It's just I don't know if like some scenes were pushed really late. I don't know. But it, when they get it, they get it. When they don't, they don't. And yeah. I don't know. But uh, yeah, you know, I was actually reading a comment on one of these articles here. They say that uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier was the hot honey water of the MCU. I don't know what that <laughs> means, but <laughs> I mean, we gotta we have yeah. to explain that for. <laughs> so, um, 
we are both for listeners of the podcast. Uh, both of your favorite hosts are musicians. We recently um, were recording a song, and I demanded. <laughs> I demanded that Tommy drink um, honey water because that's good for your throat. And you, if if you remember, yep. you originally were like, "Hey, I'm gonna bring over some pizza before I record yeah, pizza and coke." And I was like, "Hey, don't do that." Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, that's not good for you. Yeah, and and yet you still brought over. A stack of pancakes and syrup. Yep, with a large Coke. <laughs> with a large Coke. The Coke stage. So I was like, we we gotta we gotta clear this throat out. So I yep. recommended some honey water, and uh, you uh, inexplicably it was, it was thought, hot piss. I think no, it just tastes like sweet water. <laughs> but Gross. you were about to puke. Yeah, I think I was. I think I started thinking about it too much. Like the first few <laughs> sips, I was good, and then I started thinking about it, and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> "Oh but, my you know. god!" Well, moral of the story is: if you need to sing, um, if you need to sing in a in a recording situation, give give uh, hot honey water a try. It does help, and Boom. it doesn't taste that bad. Tastes just like Falcon and the Winter Soldier. No, so, no, you know. no, <laughs> no. Oh man. <laughs> All right. I had to slip that one in. Oh, um, my God. So I, I love this article. It says, Black Adam star Pierce mm. Brosnan, uh, the new James Bond actor after Daniel Craig. And, and they asked who he thought uh, should be the new James Bond. He said, who should do it? I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what a, what a legend. Wait, what That's what are you supposed answer. to say? It's going to be some like less than 30-year-old dude that no one's really ever heard of yeah. for the most part. I mean, there's people. Okay, I got to go on a James Bond rant for give me 15 <laughs> seconds or less. Um, there's people on like the James Bond subreddit that still think Idris Elba is going to be James Bond. Man, he, I I know he's not going to be, but he would be really good. I would love to see him do it. Homie a James is Bond 50 movie. years old. I know. I mean, I love but- Idris Elba, but damn. Oh my gosh! But like that could be. I mean, here's here's the reason why I think Idris Elba could be great. One, because he's a great actor. But two, it's like if they do like an older James Bond, and it's like more stealthy, more spy shit, rather than just straight up. I'm gonna drive this motorcycle 200 miles an hour and jump off a roof. Yes, like I agree with that take. But I don't think he needs to be older. I think if Idris Elba, when he was like playing Luther, you know, in like 2010, maybe. But now he's way too old. I don't know. Yeah, I get it. I'm not super invested in James Bond, but I, I love. Go ahead. I was just gonna say I'm 100 percent invested on yes. your take of like making him more spy espionage and less yeah, action hero. Totally, because that shit's cool. But yeah, I I agree. But I love that Pierce Brosnan is entering his Harrison Ford phase phase of his career, where he yeah, just I don't <laughs> care. doesn't give a fuck. Um, this is like such like a stupid question. Did you? We didn't talk about this on the last episode, but did you see Harrison Ford actually show emotion about? Oh, he's um, crying, right? Yeah, about Indiana Jones. Dude loves Indiana Jones a lot. He, apparently, he really does. 
Wasn't that the only reason uh, like they were able to get him to do Star Wars is if they did one more Indiana Jones? That's the rumor. I'm not sure if that is 100% confirmed, but yeah, that is absolutely the rumor. I truly feel like they kind of put off doing it for a bit because they're like, maybe it'll die. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Because uh, he's, uh, he's what, 80, 81? I think he not, just turned 80. Not only is he 80, his favorite pastime in the world is crashing planes. Yeah. So like <laughs> and he somehow survived. I mean, if you go to his Wikipedia, there's a whole section on aviation incidents. Nuts. Absolutely nuts. Four of them it looks like. This this guy's a madman. In 99, he was involved in a <laughs> Bell 206L4 Long Ranger helicopter. In 2015, uh he crashed. He had an emergency landing on a golf course in his Ryan PT22 recruit. In 2017, oh. he landed an Aviat Husky uh, on the taxiway, and I guess he flew right over a Boeing 737 that was about to take off. Oh like, just my flew right over God. it. Um, actually, you can, listen to the, you can listen to the air traffic controllers on that No. One, and they're, like, yelling at him, and he's like, so sorry, I didn't see it, you know? <laughs> Dude, and then he crashed another one. He had another uh, in 2020, I think, right? That's absolutely insane. Oh, no, that was a similar thing. He crossed a runway where another aircraft was already landing. The planes were like less than 4,000 feet away from each other. That, what makes this even funnier to me is that Han Solo is supposed to be like the greatest pilot in the world. He can fly fast, (laughs) but apparently he can't see other aircraft. You know, uh, I mean, I don't uh, this might be a spicy take. I don't think 80 year olds should even be allowed to drive, let alone yeah. fly planes. Yeah, there's a there's a whole segment on a radio show I listen to about old people driving cars and how they'll like drive right into businesses left and right. And uh, the crazy thing about all of that is that most of the time. If you're an elderly person, right? And this is this means no disrespect to anyone of any age. If you're an elderly person, you like drive straight into a post office. They don't even ticket you. What? Because they're like, well, they're they're old. It, it was a mistake, and so it's like That's nothing ever gets crazy. put on like a record. And so like these people just keep driving into like diners and like Bob Evans and post office, you know where. Where people tend to go and like their licenses don't get taken away because nothing ever gets put on their record. Every single story they get is like that. It's crazy. That is crazy. Every accident is a mistake. That's why it's called an accident. Right. And if I drive into a Bob Evans, I'm getting a ticket. You're getting a ticket. Yeah. Right. And then you got people the same age flying planes, a.k.a. Harrison Ford. So Nuts. Yeah. We already shit. veered into liberal podcast. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Taking people's rights away. I'm seeing classic um, leftist. I'm seeing uh, listeners dropping left and right. <laughs> right this segment. Here. You know what they're um, getting into early. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, just you wait. Um, <laughs> all right. This is kind of a, a half-assed little report here, but apparently Armor Wars, which will feature Rhodey in it, um, and maybe Vision, I hope. Oh, it lands. Our writers from Obi-Wan Kenobi are going to be helping write that show as well as a couple other writers. But you've never heard of these people. I guess one of them wrote some Parks and Rec episodes. Okay. 
and then uh, two sentence horror stories and Solar Opposites. I don't, I never heard of those shows, but uh, Solar Opposites people... is great. Okay, it is uh, Justin Roiland's kind of uh, his side project. I mean, he has many side projects, but it's I would call it his main side project after Rick and Morty. Oh, okay, nice. I mean, Kevin Feige loves Rick and Morty, so I mean, who the fuck? I'm very convinced that the entire reason we have the multiverse saga is because Rick and Morty proved that multiverse shit can be done in like short form really effectively Um, yeah oh yeah i mean they definitely like rick and morty has taken so many concepts from the comics and just riffed on them yeah that's been great super effectively too yeah like they do a great people shit on rick and morty and i get it like there's a lot of shit on rick and morty's fan base yeah more than rick and morty almost yeah, um, but Rick and Morty's really good. Speaking of, this is not going to be my uh, recommendation, but the new season of Rick and Morty has been uh, really good so far. Let's check that out if you're a Rick and Morty fan. Nice. Yeah. All right, so Fantastic Four now has a new director in Matt Shackman. Is that how we say it, Shackman? I think um, so. Who directed WandaVision as well. And it looks like they picked up a pair of up and coming writers. Their name are names are Jeff Kaplan and Ian Springer. Um, this is all according to Deadline. They have joined the project. They have been involved in the film since before Shackman was tapped to helm and have been outlining the next series of films to fit into the MCU. Apparently, they're pretty new writers, but they're described as, quote, one of the hotter screenwriters in town, having sold a number of specs in the last year. Um, nothing super big or anything, but I don't know how, I don't know how you become the new hot thing in the screenwriting world because no one's ever heard of these people. So, yeah, I mean, I think the trick is you have to be related to someone who is also (laughs) hot in Hollywood. Yeah. It'll be like, (laughs) oh, and it's Steven Spielberg's niece. Oh, okay. You know, yeah, pretty much. Um, apparently it's an article. It's, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to edit the title of this article. It says, Marvel Studios reboot for X-Men, rumored to be based on Joss, Joss Whedon and John Cassidy's astonishing X-Men, but you'll have to wait a while because who knows when they're going to come out. So, Yeah. I mean, that all sounds great, but... Uh, yeah, it's one of the more yeah. celebrated X-Men runs. Um, it's unfortunate that Joss Whedon... Uh, is now publicly known to be kind of a shithead. Man, I'm so glad that he didn't do the the last two Avengers movies. Yeah, they were... I mean, he... It's like, I don't want to defend Joss Whedon, but like, ev- there was nobody alive who didn't think that first Avengers movie was the greatest movie of all time at the time. Right. Um. So, like, he did great for... And... People didn't like Age of Ultron as much, but I did. I thought it was I, I just like more movie. of the same. Yeah. Yeah. Um but yeah, he I mean the the Russos the just Russo did an brothers, unbeatable yeah. job with Infinity War. You and can Endgame. you can nitpick Infinity War and Endgame a little bit, but I really sure. don't think anyone could have done a better job. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. So good. I think I'm more excited about the costumes for x-men in the yes. than than anything at all i we, just i want to see wolverine man yeah and an actual yellow cast i mean they're showing that they're no longer afraid of yellow with the new daredevil costume right if you can do that shit then i mean come on Damn. yep um but yeah who knows when that'll happen for now we're just get uh the x-men 97 theme song 
Oh yeah, I was like, is he gonna do it? <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Um, there's been a lot of leaks of the new Iron Heart uh suit that will be featured in Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Mm. It looks like photos of the new Marvel Legends action figures of her have come out. She's just showing kind of more detailed photos of it. Um, looks fucking sweet. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what else to say. There's there's a bunch of people that are like, this looks even better than the comic one, which I think I would agree, and then like there's just a bunch of people bitching about it online saying that it's not. I don't know. Twitter is going to be Twitter. But, oh, uh, no. Oh, no. There's a black woman who's the new Iron Man. Wah. Here you go. <laughs> Damn lip card again. Uh, All right. No, it's, no I, I think it is because the... I mean, I, don't, I haven't kept up with Ironheart in the comics, but I know the original Ironheart suit was basically just an Iron Man suit. Right, um, right. So I like that this one is, is different. I like the, like the faceplate on this one. I'll be interested to see if they do, like, um, I, I suspect they're going to do maybe, like, some LED, uh, like, lights on the faceplate to show facial animations similar to how they did with spider-man's eyes they made them oh yeah more emotive um i suspect they're gonna do that with this suit i i haven't seen any evidence for this it's just a gut feeling um but yeah it looks really good i don't know if i like it as much as the mark one suit but only because the mark one that also leaked but only because the mark one suit uh looks like samus and i like metroid yeah i do love that shit (laughs) man they're trying to make some chris pratt ass mario movie just make a fucking samus movie yeah apparently sweet apparently here's some news apparently the trailer for that is going to drop i think later this month in september so it's going to be really soon and we're going to hear five more days to do that or something yeah we're going to hear that goofy whatever goofy mario voice chris pratt is going to it's a me mario (laughs) jesus oh man i really hope that maybe that's just like where somehow it makes sense kind of like the detective 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 pikachu movie yep um but i just i don't know who knows? We'll yeah, out, I guess. Yeah, I'm just I'm 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 anti Chris Pratt now, as I feel like a lot of people are. He just did too Ooh, much. I want to go off fast. on a tangent for a second. <laughs> I really do. Yeah, I don't know. Now he's just like everyone's hating on me for things I said, but aren't true. But then, like, you just like go look on his Instagram, and it's all true. Yeah, and it's just like, dude, I don't even care on. so much about. It's like just go away for a minute. Yeah. I've seen too much of you, Chris Pratt. Yeah. Though I'll I watch Parks and Rec and I'm like, man, I miss that guy. Yeah, yeah, he was great he's, in Parks and Rec. He was great in that. But um, all right. So there's been a lot of popularity around the Guardians of the Galaxy video game that came out. And I guess there is a new Iron Man game that is finally gonna come out. It's a new single player video game from Marvel Games and Motive Studio. So mm-hmm people will finally be able to kind of experience, um, you know, Iron Man as a character, Tony Stark, all these things kind of in a similar vein to the Guardians of the Galaxy game. So I don't know, should be good if it's kind of like Spider-Man, it'll be good, I'm sure. Yeah, I hope it's more like Spider-Man. I don't know if I talked about this on the show. I, I 
did try the Guardians of the Galaxy game. It's free on Game Pass. Any gamers listening, if you want to give it a try. I kind of hated it. Um, it. Oh, damn. It looked amazing. The writing was amazing. The action was dog shit. Like, bottom of the mm. barrel, worst tier imaginable. I did like I didn't like the level layouts and I didn't like the f- fighting, which was more than 50 percent of the game. So I I really try if I start a game, even if I don't like it, I really try to finish it. And I told myself, I'm like, I can't do this. Like, I, I, I hated it so much. The way the, the fighting worked was bad. And I know people really like that game. But uh, admit to yourselves, the fighting was bad. So I hope I hope that. Uh, this Iron Man game is more like the game Anthem that came out a couple years ago that people hated, but it was because it just didn't have content. But the the purpose of Anthem was basically you're in an Iron Man suit and you fly around the world and an alien world and um, you fight like that. And that felt amazing and it looked amazing. It just wasn't like a great game. Apparently, mm-hmm. I didn't. That's another one I never really uh played other than maybe like an hour just to feel how it felt and it felt really cool so i hope it's like that um but also obligatory fuck ea you're a dog shit company and i hate you but uh but i'll still play your stupid fucking game even Tell though us I how you really you. feel eric i hate ea I, have i <sighs> you Look, have okay okay i don't know if i've told this on the show very long story short EA fucked me out of an account I had been using for 11 years because their system is so broken and weird that because I forgot the password, um, it was more than that. It was like I forgot the password and then I linked it to something and then it couldn't be, it can't be unlinked. And I tried Xbox support, I tried EA support, I tried everything and they're basically like, nope, you're fucked. So I lost everything in an EA account that I had for over 10 years. And that really pissed me off and still does. I mean, I thought you were just going to say you hated their shitty ass games. But uh, yeah, that's their games are fun. I think they get more shit than they deserve for their games. I'm still mad about Battlefront. Still. Yeah. Yeah. I stopped playing video games because of that game. Whoa. (laughs) Whoa. I had literally just give me the Xbox game over again. That's all I needed. I will say that Battlefront 2 now, after years of updates and fixing the problems, is incredible. One of the best Star Wars games that exists. But yeah, that... um, That just sounds like an ex coming to you and saying they learned all their lessons. No, no, no. But like, this is one of the rare... baby. (laughs) This is one of the rare things where it's like, I'd say Battlefront 2, Halo Master Chief Collection and no man's sky (laughs) yeah and and cyberpunk those are all games that when they came out they were rightfully um shit on and then they really did the work to make it right and they succeeded um which there's a lot of cyberpunk discourse in the last couple of weeks yeah i've been hearing a lot of good things about it play that fucking game i played it at launch but i was lucky enough to play it on pc i understand it was unplayable on console but that game is amazing don't if if you're at all interested uh don't let the discourse put you off that one it's just crazy the just the state of uh how the video game industry works nowadays and and you know over the air updates stuff like that it's nuts it's Um, nuts where it's just you know when we were kids it's like hey you put out a game and that's all you got (laughs) yeah no no patches if it's right. broken, and now it's, broken. it's like 
hey, we'll get 40% of the way done, put it out, and then just fix it all while people are playing. Yeah, I don't think that happened. I mean, even in the worst cases, cases, I don't think it's quite that drastic. And I also don't think that happens as much as the internet likes to pretend it happens. But it it does happen. I mean, people definitely do put out unfinished games. Looking at you, uh, Halo Infinite. And right. it's a shame because Halo Infinite's amazing. But well, one of the big stories in the last week was the leak of uh, Grand Theft Auto Six, right? Yeah, that I, that's a different situation, though. Right? Yeah, yeah, that was someone hacked into their shit. But yeah, um, I mean, Grand Theft Auto Five when that came out, not to go on a video game tangent. I mean, that was almost ten years ago. Yeah, that, that game came out in 2013. I remember beating it on PlayStation 4 and PlayStation or PlayStation 3 and 4. And man, they've just been milking that one. I mean, it's like the most profitable video game of all time. Yeah, I think it's the most prof- profitable entertainment property of all time. Yeah, let's see how much GTA 5 fucking crazy made. people, which yeah, is insane. Yeah. It, see. Holy shit! Six billion dollars. <laughs> yeah, I believe it. Yeah, the most profitable game of all time. Uh, yeah, and I think yeah, entertainment property. Obviously, nothing, nothing really touches six billion yeah. for like one thing. Yeah, but I'm so sure GTA Six is going to be amazing. It's like people are like, oh, the graphics look bad. Yeah, you fucking dildo. It's because they're not the final graphics. It's yeah, like that's, anyone that's wa- judging that shit is doesn't know how anything works. Yeah, yeah. Um. But I I was not a big fan of Red Dead Redemption 2, but I was still very impressed by Red Dead Redemption 2. It was like incredible. It was an incredible feat of art, I would say. And I think I'm it was sure pretty popular when it came out for sure. It was it was relatively People became popular. like fucking cowboys. For yeah. Like a, a couple months. I just thought it, for me it was one of those things where it was so impressive. I didn't think it was super fun, though. It was more of like an Old West simulator, which I don't yeah. give a shit about. Um, I just want to like... Uh, never mind. I'm not going to say <laughs> it. I, <laughs> I, uh, I want right. to do crimes and uh, and have fun. And, and that game was more about just riding your horse along the countryside and watching its scrotum get smaller when you ride into a cold... Oh my a God. cold area of the map because they were really proud of that feature that they built in. I don't know if anybody remembers that. It's probably like a whole team dedicated to that. The, yeah, uh, the horse scrote. Jesus. <laughs> Jeez. All right, back to <laughs> Marvel News here. Um, yeah, that was quite a so, tangent. Yeah, we, we, yeah, that was a long one. Um, <laughs> so I guess originally Jessica Jones was rumored to appear in Daredevil Born Again. Uh, which would have been awesome because I loved reading old Daredevil comics and she would pop up quite a bit. Uh, but apparently she's rumored to have been replaced with John Bernthal's Punisher instead uh, due to some scheduling issues. Um, and so, yeah, I don't know what's going on there. She's Jessica Jones is no longer rumored to be in um, the show. It says, quote, I know I was in denial about this, but it sounds like another popular character will show up as well due to a scheduling conflict, and it appears it will take the rumored role Jessica Jones once had. And that character is Punisher. So Yeah, that that'll be cool. I probably would have seen I would have rather seen Jessica Jones. 
Yeah, they do say that she may like pop up for a cameo, but yeah, I guess there must be some scheduling conflict of some sort. Um, because Punisher, I, I don't see them as a one to one, right? Punisher and Jessica Jones. No, yeah. Like Jessica Jones makes a lot of sense as like a side character, whereas Punisher is kind of his own main character. Plus, but. just the fact that she's a PI. What the fuck does the Punisher do other than cry and kill cops? Yeah. <laughs> like. So I guess we'll have to wait and see, but um, yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to that coming out. I tried watching the old Daredevil show again, and I was having a really hard time with that first season. Yeah, I don't think Just, it. That's one of those things, like, it was good at the time. I remember liking it at the time, but I don't think I could go back. It's just not the same vibe. Yeah, and with Daredevil Born Again having 18 episodes, that should be pretty sweet. Is it 18 or is it 28? It's 18. Is it 18? Okay. It's 18, yeah. Dude, 28, that'd be fucking nuts. I mean, I I remember feeling like 18 was nuts when they announced it. Half the year, week by week, that show's coming out. I mean, I'd dig it. I mean, we still almost have half a year, so... Um, Definitely looking forward to that shit. Um, so I guess Invincible, uh, we have had the first season come out. Season two is complete, and yes. they've already started working on season three. Wow. I don't know when. Let's see. Invincible Invincible season two date. I don't know when that's going to Because that show was so good, but man, it just yeah. like, you watched it so quick. There's no confirmation of exactly when the second season will turn up. Damn. I hope it's soon. That show was great. They say we likely won't see the season two of that show until the first half of 2023, if not later in the year. Damn. I mean, can we get some of the Lord of the Rings dollars on that shit? (laughs) Because, yeah, that first season came out a while ago, and man, just binge through it in like two days. I'm ready for some more. Yep. Speaking of second seasons, uh, we're getting rumors now, too, that both Moon Knight and Miss Marvel will be getting second seasons on Disney+. Plus. I don't think that's too surprising, um, but it will be interesting to see. Obviously, Miss Marvel will next show up in the Marvels. I don't know if Moon Knight will show up anywhere before his second season, but it will be interesting as we kind of get into the era of characters jumping from shows to movies back to shows um, and kind of vice versa. So, Very yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm interested to see uh, if they learned from the mistakes of the first season for both of those. Yeah. Oh my gosh, if the clandestines come back. I riot. <laughs> I have no problem with the clandestines, but damn. Well, not everyone's perfect, I guess. <laughs> um. <laughs> all right. Um. I think my little last bit here was. Um, we have rumors on the Shang-Chi 2 release date and apparently the rumored date right now is February 14th, 2025. Oh, um, it's kind of a, a far, far apart sequel, though. At the same time, if you look at the Doctor Strange movies, those had pretty far apart dates too. uh, Doctor Strange. The first one came out in 2016 and obviously the second one came out six years later. Um, so not too crazy, but at the same time, this article also reminded me that director of the first one, Dustin Daniel Cretton, um, he's also signed up to, to direct Avengers, the Kang Dynasty in 2025, but also a Wonder Man series on Disney Plus. Mm. And so, man, dude's going to be fucking busy. Yeah. So I love it. I love it. I hope it's all I good. I question whether that Wonder Man series will actually happen. How does that connect? Yeah, that seems 
like one that could potentially fall off, but we'll see. I really like, I'm not one of the people that's like, I don't understand what Kevin Feige is doing uh, too much because it's just like, hey, whatever, just have fun. Uh, but man, I don't know how you keep track of all this shit. And then kind of, I feel like you let like the cat out of the bag and you have to slowly show how you meant to do that almost. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I'm, I'm sure it'll be cohesive and things will make sense. And obviously a world has to have some chaos in it. But man, there's just so much going on. It's crazy. Indeed. All right, that's everything for me. You got anything Anything to add? Yeah, so I don't know if you saw, but some of the trailers that we did not see from D23 have since leaked in the past week. What? Including the season two trailer for Loki. What? And a clip for Black Panther 2, Wakanda Forever. Um, both looked really good. Loki looked pretty standard. There were no big surprises, but like it looked good. It looked like more of the same, which is great because that show is amazing. Um, and then Wakanda Forever just straight up looks like it's going to be the greatest movie ever made. I, I mean, my hype level is beyond the stratosphere. It's on fucking Mars for this movie. I think I'm watching the Loki trailer right now. I think I'm watching one version of it. With no sound, it look like it's it's not anything visually. It's not you're not going to see anything that's like it's just like Loki, like just like his body's like glitching the fuck out. Yeah, so he's basically the the spoiler alert, I guess, if you don't want to know anything. But it seems like the the main storyline is he's getting pulled through multiverses and pulled through time, um, and he's trying to figure out what's uh what's going on there's a cool shot where he uses a i forget what they're called whatever those uh like night sticks are that prune oh, people yeah and he like uses one on a wall and the wall disappears and you see jonathan major's face as kang right, right oh behind i just the saw wall. that uh yeah. so that's that's pretty cool and then uh you know you see more everybody's favorites you see sylvie you see uh more Mobius? Mobius. Mobius, yeah. Um, it's Mobin time. Uh mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it uh it looks cool. Dude, I uh the other day I just watched the entire monologue of Jonathan Majors as He Who Remains yeah. in the last episode. Loki is like just quality wise and consistency wise, by far the best Marvel studio show so far. Yeah, I, I agree. It's just so good. So good. And the journey through it was so consistently good. And like I know some people wanted more action that last episode, but I've watched that Jonathan Majors like, I mean it's like 30 minutes long almost that whole scene. That shit was so captivating. Yeah. Him explaining it all. Oh my god, I just think about it all the time. Just I don't know how he's such a good actor. Like he can make like eating a fucking apple seem interesting. I mean, I can't wait to see him go full Kang. It's going to be amazing. Oh, man. I, I hope that this uh, second season's good, though. I don't think... I don't know. I don't know how you top the first one for me. Yeah. Just, uh, it was so fucking good. And ending on the, the little clip of Jonathan Majors being in the TVA uh, instead of, like, the Timekeeper statues. Just oh, amazing. Love it. Hell yeah. Well, damn. I just watched that whole thing. That was great. <laughs> All right. We ready to talk She-Hulk? Yeah. Let's do it. All right. Episode five is apparently titled Mean Green and Straight Poured Into These Jeans. 
<laughs> they were uh, they were both directed by the same person, Anu Vela. Um, and so this one is all about Titania and how she's trademarked the name She-Hulk and is just releasing all these beauty pro- uh, products that are basically just like bullshit cash grabs. Um, this was... I'll just be upfront. I hated this episode. Oh, dang. I didn't hate it, but it was my least favorite. It's just like there's funny parts in it, but I think what bothered me most is it it felt like it made Jen seem like a, a stupid lawyer to me. Uh, how so? I guess I just like, okay, so she's trademarked her name and like she she's like struggles to think of a way in which she could counter Sue to get her name back, even though it seemed to me I was like, I mean, wasn't she like kind of going by it already? And like the whole dating thing, I guess I just like it wasn't a twist for me almost how she ends up having to call all of these guys she went on dates with. Um, I just thought it was weird. Like, OK, so she's like this this Titania girl trademarked my name. So I'm going to go up to her at her like event to talk to her as if like that would do anything. I don't know. For some reason, I was like, I don't understand why Jen is doing this. She just seems really naive. Which was weird. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, yeah, I, I I can definitely see that. I guess maybe it's like a, I don't know. Maybe she's like a, a like allowing like the emotions of the Hulk come come through, and she's just not. Uh, maybe that's a lesson that she had to learn. Yeah, it's like stick stick with the lawyer brain. Don't stick with the Hulk brain. I did enjoy uh, the lawyer, was it Mallory, Mallory Book, who gets kind of assigned to the case for yeah, her. Yeah, she, she was, was great. great. Um, I loved the whole uh, pug guy. Dude. Or is it? Yes, uh, it, it pug is pug. And, yeah. Yeah, pug, and then they're, they're working on trying to get her a new outfit. Um, but what is it? Her lawyer says, like, try to not look like, like a college football player who's <laughs> yeah. pleading no contest to, like, a DUI or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Like, that shit was fucking hilarious. It's <laughs> like, man, that's so true. Um, and uh, the guy that played Luke Jacobson, the uh, like the, the fancy tailor dude. Um, yeah, he was great. I, I loved him. He seemed like he just stepped right out of a Key and Peele skit, which I, <laughs> I, I mean that in a good way. Um, I could just see Keegan-Michael Key playing, you know, like the super eccentric tailor true. guy for superheroes. Um, and so that was good. Um, I'm trying to think what else happened in this episode. I mean, just her going through all of her dates again was real cringe. And that one guy is definitely, you know, a super creep trying to get her blood or whatever. Yeah. And then, yeah, you found out the one guy she went on a date with who, again, mild spoilers, but who was probably going to be the overall villain. Um, he, he was already working with her law firm. And the the guy who called her a specimen and yeah. he was uh, working with their law firm. And then he was like, oh, yeah, we should hang out again. And she was just talking about how creepy it was. And then she was kind of like, ah, sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then there's like the fourth wall break after or before it where, you know, she's like, I can't believe I wouldn't be a pushover or anything. And then she's like, yeah, sure. Um. And so, yeah, I don't know. Like, there wasn't too much going on in this one. Yeah. She basically just ends up realizing that she can use her past dates as testimonies in order to win, uh, you know, the lawsuit against Titania to get her name as She-Hulk. And so, um, 
I don't know. It, it, it just like out of the episode, I didn't think it was like terrible. I just, I guess I did say I hated it earlier. It just didn't do anything for me. And I was like, yeah, I could have just not watched this and it would have been fine. Yeah, it just wasn't super consequential. I, I did well, enjoy it, but I, I, I agree, though. Was this the first one without an after credit scene too? Yeah, that that which threw kind me of off. pissed me off yeah. because they're like the creators, like yeah, there'll be one every episode. And then when this episode posted, I just saw all these posts were like, "Well, it turns out that was a fucking lie." The last scene should have been the after credit scene with the uh, the Daredevil mask, right? Yeah, that was the best part. Is yeah, at the very end, you see uh, what Luke Jacobson and in his in his little design area i don't know his design office it's a box with the og daredevil helmet in it and i was like fuck yeah we're getting daredevil next episode <laughs> and uh i guess we could transition over to that one then <laughs> yeah this one's this one's titled just jen do you do you want to rate that one first um yeah if you want to yeah, yeah we, we might do as that. well yeah good idea um as we do on the Infinity Watch podcast, we rate our episodes, shows, or specials uh, out of six whole unadulterated Infinity Stones. Um, this one was a two for me. Whoa. It was just, uh, I don't know. Wasn't feeling it. Yeah. I would, I would give this one a strong three. Um, it was just right. It was just super middle of the road. I wasn't mad. I watched yeah. it. I wasn't like offended. I I enjoyed myself, but I that's not one I would ever think about again. Even <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, I was thinking three, and I think it it did like the one thing that did bother me is it just I I wanted Jen to be smarter. As I, I guess I was thinking of like Matt Murdock as a lawyer, right? And like Titania would never really get a one up on Matt Murdock, in my opinion. Uh, just because I think Titania is really fucking dim. Um, <laughs> but I could definitely be projecting onto that one. But I just remember thinking, like, how is, like, Titania beating her at law right now? Um, that actress, I will say, is I think her name's Jamila Jamil. And she, she's great. Yeah, she's amazing. And obviously, Titania in uh, in World is quite smart because she's just, like, all these people are at her little beauty uh, reveal of all of her products. And they're all just, like, bullshit. <laughs> uh, I liked the joke. I remember it was it was the paralegal friend and Jen, and they're like, "Aren't these all the same thing?" Because it was like cleanser, then it was like facial cleaner, and then it was like <laughs> facial deodorizer. You know, it's, they all just had BS names, yeah. which was kind of that's funny. how it works. That's how it works. Yep. Um, but yeah, yeah, it was it was just I could have gone without it, but at the same time, it's all right because we got nine episodes and. uh it's still kind of stuck with the same tone, and so I'm not like yeah. too mad about it. So, the daredevil thing at the end really helped save it for me, definitely. And that leads us to the next episode, where I'm assuming we finally get Daredevil. Uh, but I think the fourth wall kind of saved him here uh, because Jen gets invited to be a bridesmaid at an old friend's wedding. Her name is Lulu, <laughs> and there's like a fourth wall break where she's like. She makes some joke about it it being an inconvenient time, you know, because obviously they set up Daredevil in the last episode. <laughs> so this one definitely feels like uh, just completely out of the timeline for the most part. I would say, I guess. I guess they do they do introduce Intelligentsia in this one. Which we'll get to in a bit. But right. uh, I definitely remember who is Intelligentsia? What is... So Intelligentsia is the website yes, that yes, they find yes, yes, out yes, yes, where it's like people are like threatening 
to try and like kill She-Hulk. Yeah, that's right. That's and right. I think that's going to be like the main organization of the people that are trying to get her blood and do all this weird shit. So that was probably like the biggest reveal in this one. But man, this episode was so like triggering just because the bride was just a, a mega bitch and everyone was just crazy. It wasn't even just her. Everyone was just crazy um, because Jen arrives and she arrives as She-Hulk. And she has like a dress that will fit both her as She-Hulk and Jen. The, can I just say before we move on? That is a crazy move. You, you can't show up to someone else's wedding as your superhero persona, right? Like, uh, yeah, I was on. like, why would she think that that would be all right? You know, I was actually siding with the bride. At first. I agree. I I was too. It's like that. That's Which, a little aggressive. I'm wondering if I mean, well, and that also comes from like she just got out of court, and a guy was like, "Yeah, I like She Hulk, but Jen's not my type." And so, I don't. Know. She's definitely going through some like back and forth struggle. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, but I think they did this on purpose too to be like, "Oh wow, like she shouldn't have done that." The bride is probably right, but then like they twisted on you. Yep. Um, because she becomes not She Hulk, and then like the bride and all these other people just start saddling her with like all these jobs to do. And they're just treating her like she's just like hired help or something. Yeah, which super was shitty. Yeah, it was super shitty, super cringe. And then we find out that Titania shows up and she's dating one of the groomsmen, but it's all like a setup just to like continue their feud between each other, right? <laughs> um and then Let's see. Jen ends up meeting a guy named Josh. I don't trust this was, fucking guy. Yeah, I don't trust him all. either. You know, we were watching it. I'm like, ooh, you know, this isn't going to go good, is it? Because uh, he's way too fucking nice. Yep. Everything's going great. Um, and I think at some point, Titania attacks her. And there's like a fight. She turns into She-Hulk. And... After not you know, being able to for a second because she's so drunk, which I did like that. <laughs> that was really funny. Oh, yeah. The, the little animation of that was kind of cool. Yeah. She she's like, like turns into She Hulk and fades <laughs> off for a second. Um, and so <laughs> the, the B story I fucking loved because it is Mallory Book and um, Ramos. What's her name? The, uh, the paralegal. Yep. Um, I, can't, I can never a, remember her name either. It's driving me crazy. Hold on. I got to scroll up and find it. Ramos. They always refer to Nikki. Nikki. Yep. 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 Um, in the summaries I read, they always go by last names and it just drives me crazy. So Nikki and Mallory are working on a divorce case for Mr. Immortal. I was really shocked <laughs> to see him pop up because Mr. Immortal is um, he is from the Great Lakes Avengers, I think. Yeah. He's like the leader of them. Oh, dang. I didn't realize that. And very, very obscure, like, 1980s John Byrne character from, yep. uh, I think he's a mutant as well. But he basically is just like, he's like an acrobat, he's an athlete, but he has uh, immortality via resurrection. So this was like my favorite part of this episode, because Mr. Immortal would just keep marrying all these different w women and men, and whenever he'd get tired of them, He'd just fucking kill himself. <laughs> but then That's immediately, the like, resurrect, right? He's having a meeting with Nikki and Mallory and then just gets tired of hearing them talk about all the stress of it all and just runs and jumps out the fucking window. Oh, my God. Oh, it was amazing. Yeah, that part made me laugh when he just yeeted himself out the window. 
dude it's it's so funny <laughs> i love like darker humor and i love when when they're able to kind of do it well and i feel like just a guy just constantly killing himself but it's somehow working it just worked for me really well yeah agreed um and so i like this because th- this whole b story kind of um it provided nikki a way of kind of highlighting why she's useful because basically he had like eight or ten of his previous spouses all filing suits against him uh once they learned his secret uh via an online video that was leaked by the website intelligentsia so intelligentsia seems to be like superhero leaks and you know it's like 4chan for superheroes um (laughs) and so all these people didn't realize that mr immortal was still alive and so now they're all filing suit against him at the same time and so uh, Nikki is able to like negotiate with each of them individually to get them all what they want so that they're all happy and that he can resolve his divorce and all these lawsuits at the same time because he just keeps killing himself and then coming back to life. Um, <laughs> and so that was kind of cool. Yeah, I, I enjoyed that. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And I love how at one point he wanted to go kill himself. They're like, no, <laughs> you stay right here. This is fucking hilarious like concept. But uh the the drama here is that after going on this intelligentsia website, uh, Nikki and Mallory discover discover all these death threats directed at She-Hulk on this message board on intelligentsia's website. Um, and the episode kind of ends with um, scientists spying on her and basically starting to plan to try and steal her blood again. And so I'm assuming those people are all connected to that website. The Josh guy seems super sus, uh, super sus. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, the other thing that I think we missed, and Eric, you'll probably have some thoughts on this, is Ched. Um, oh, yeah. Is it Ched or Chet? It's Ched. Ched. It's Ched. Ched. It's a really weird name. Uh, who is She-Hulk and Bruce Banner's cousin, was the DJ at the wedding. And there's all these rumors online that he might be the new Red Hulk. Look, I'm going to fucking hate that, but I th- I'm the there's a Reddit post if anybody who listens to this is a redditor that was very convincing that they are heavily foreshadowing this character as Red Hulk, Chad Hulk, some might say. Uh I wouldn't because that makes me sick to my stomach cuz I fucking hate it. But but I think I I feel like it is at least reasonably likely that he's going to be Red Hulk, and that man that pisses me off so do you much. Want me to re- do you want me to read the evidence? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please do, please do. All right. In every episode of She Hulk, which Ched appears in so far, he is depicting wearing the color red. In episode two, he has a red flowered shirt on. In uh, in the um, after credit like drawings, the the court drawings, he's wearing just a red t shirt. In episode five, he's wearing a red button-up, also in the credits as well. Uh, first mentioned in episode one by Bruce, Chad has become a fan-favorite character who what? made his harbor a secret. fan he, favorite's so he, crazy. So in the first... <laughs> yeah, that, I would say that's a stretch. <laughs> um, so Bruce says, you and I, we share a rare combination of genetic factors. And then later on, he says, no, there's also Chad. Um, and so the fact that he is named a couple times... Um, this person goes on to say, with William Hurt's recent passing, the MCU is going to need a new actor to carry on the Red Hulk title. Enter the Enchantable Hulk. 
Um, <sighs> which is what he says. He says, it's your boy DJ in Chet Chet Chetable Hulk. And he uses an air horn. Um, so notice the red record. He's wearing a red jacket and he has a air horn. In episode one, Bruce uses an air horn to awaken Jen- Jen's alter ego. His air horn is blue. Uh, like in the sixth, sen- the sixth Sense and The Godfather More, Hollywood uses colors to hint at future plot points. Since Bruce's air horn was used in She-Hulk, uh, used to bring She-Hulk out, Chad's air horn symbolizes his future change. So, I mean, I, we'll I hate it, and I hate that it's probably true. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's either like a red herring, ironic, um, or, I mean, there's just there's a lot of arrows that are pointing to it. Yeah. God damn it. I just want a real red hog. I mean, I know they like, you know. And Chad rhymes with red, so. I know. I know. I don't think they're going to be able to resist. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Ooh, if you like that logic, consider this. Oh, man, this guy really went into this. This is uh, Happy Little Adams on Reddit. Okay. So I don't know who Todd is, but they say Todd is the leader's son and is one of the founding. Todd's the creepy guy who's probably going to be the main villain. He's the creepy date guy. Okay, so apparently Todd is the leader's son in Marvel Comics and is the one funding Intelligentsia, which they run together, similar to how Eldritch Killian funded AIM. Todd handles the recruitment of incel soldiers who will likely be used in experiments while the leader oversees scientific blah, 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 blah. What is he even getting to here? So there, Once he gets Jen's blood, yeah, I don't know. There is yeah. apparently in one of the original, um, either they changed it or it was in a preview copy of the first couple episodes of She-Hulk. That actor, this is a big spoiler. Um, so if you don't want to hear fast forward 30 seconds, but that actor was credited as Todd Hulk. Um, mm. so there, so it's pr- probably pretty likely that dude's going to at least Hulk out. So this is interesting. They say now, where does Chad or Red Hulk come into play? Easy. Since Chad shares the same genetic traits as both Jen and Bruce, he is yet to be quote unquote turned the leader and co will capture him and use him as a guinea pig for the serum he creates. Why test an untested treatment on oneself when you can test it on the next best thing, a banner relative with the same genetic factors. Chet is a blank slate, and due to his experimentation with the formula, when Chet turns, it'll be into a Red Hulk. So, I could see him kind of, like, they kidnap Chet, they turn him into a Hulk, and then obviously the experiment goes bad, but then they kind of help him. Or something like that. I could definitely see that storyline playing. Yeah, agreed. I just don't want it to be him, but it's going to be him. It definitely, from a story perspective, I you know, putting all comics aside in the MCU, it makes more sense to me how that how he would become a Red Hulk more so than um, Thunderbolt Ross. I mean, because like Betty isn't around anymore. Well, really, I mean, she made a cameo in Endgame, didn't she? Um. No, I think she made a cameo. She made a cameo somewhere else, right? I don't yeah. think she made a cameo in Endgame. Well, sometimes, um, some relatively recently. Yeah, yeah, she made a cameo someplace else that was really weird. Oh, it was in What If? Oh, that's right. I guess Joe Russo confirmed that she was confirmed that Ross was one of the people that got blipped 
But the last time we saw Betty Ross was Incredible Hulk. And then what if, what if the world lost its mightiest heroes? So, and that was the alternate timeline version of her. And so, yeah, we haven't seen her since that first movie. They could have easily like gotten Thunderbolt Ross to become Red Hulk if they wanted to. Yeah. Just the way that they're doing things right now. I don't think we'll ever see him again. I don't know. Yeah, probably not. I my big my problem is just I don't want Red Hulk to be like a joke. I want Red Hulk to be like a serious antagonist, which is clearly not going to be the case. <laughs> is he always bad? Red Hulk? I don't think always, but he certainly started off as an antagonist. I could definitely see them kidnapping him. That creates conflict. They do weird ass experiments that don't quite work, and then he turns into like fucking rage monster. I could, I could definitely see him being a, being an antagonist of some sort, right? Yeah, but I guess I, I get it. He's funny now, but like, I don't. Yeah, know. I don't know. I mean, we'll see. I just it bums me out. I wanted like a real Red Hulk. I wanted a, yeah. I wanted a grizzled old guy who turns into a, a big red rage monster. And that's not what we're going to get. Whose mustache disappears. Yep. <laughs> I just love the story of Red Hulk in the comics where they had everyone guessing who he was. And I don't think they knew. And then they're like, it's Thunderbolt Ross. <laughs> don't worry about the mustache too much. But you can, you can explain that away really. True. So. True. Um, I think that was it for this one. Did we miss anything else? No, I don't think so. How did it end? Do you remember? I think it ended with the we see all the the guys spying on Jen. Right, right. And right. you could tell that there's like a whole basically scheme. They got a lab, they got all these weird things and they they want to steal her blood still. So it's finally starting to point in the direction of hey, where are these next 3 episodes are going to go cuz we're we're 60 70% through this show and there really isn't too much of an overarching story yet. We're just starting to dip our toes into it. Yeah. Which is fine by me. Yeah. I mean, if I still had to rate the first six episodes, I would probably give it a solid, solid, solid four, if not a five. Yeah. Um, probably right now I'd do a four because I can't do halvesies. Four and a half seems quite right, but um, I still feel really good. I feel a lot better about this than the last two still. So Yeah, totally agreed. So I'll take that any day. Um, all right, let's ep- let's rate episode six. What do you got for this one? I'm gonna give. I did really like this one. I'm gonna give it a. Uh, I'm gonna give it a light five. A light five. Nice diet five. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it uh, a a light five as well. Nice. It just I enjoyed it. I thought you know I don't really need too much to happen in the episode. Yeah. Just, this one it felt funny. The story was good. Um, I just want like a funny story with She Hulk in it. Really. Um, and even though not much happened in episode five, I just didn't feel like the story really held it up. Whereas this one, I felt it did. Um, and I think, you know, I'm I'm getting married this year. So I think that really, (laughs) that was like a a very relatable thing for me too. Um, you know, crazy people doing crazy things. And so I, I thought it was funny. Um, I liked the fights with Titania there. I liked the jokes. Um, and I'm surprised that they were able to win me over after kind of pulling the daredevil rug out from under me. So yeah. Yeah. Masterful. So uh, is daredevil in the next episode now? What's your prediction? I would think so, but the, the rumor is he's showing up episode eight. 
Damn. Okay. So we got we got one more in between. Yeah. Can't fucking wait. Damn. They really made a big deal about showing him in that trailer. Too. Yeah, they did. I think they They're like we're worried people aren't gonna watch. Yes. Yep. But hey, whatever you gotta do. Um. All right. Got two solid fives. We were pretty consistent this week. Too, yeah. I'd say so. Um. Let's jump over to recommendations. What do you got? All right. So I have been watching on Disney Plus Andor. Um, oh, yeah. It's really fucking good. It's super good. Uh, I wish all Star Wars television looked like this one does, uh, look like the show does. Um, the story's good. Uh, I mean, I care more about Andor, Cassie and Andor as a character, thanks to this show, than I did uh, throughout the whole movie of Rogue One. Um, Damn. It just seemed kind of like a blank slate in that movie to me, and in this one, I'm like, okay, I get I, I get what this character's supposed to be. Um... I mean, it's really good. It's just kind of, it, it's what people, it's what a lot of people always seem to be asking for with their Star Wars. Like, they just want grimy, uh, not Jedi, just like what goes on in the slums of the galaxy. That is this show. Um, and I've been really liking the kind of the side plot of uh, something happens in the first episode that the Imperials do not like. And there is basically the the big boss of the office on whatever world they're on is like tried to sweep it under the rug. He's like, look, this shit happens. There's no reason to uh, there. There's no reason to make a big deal out of this. And then one of basically his second in command is like. What do you mean? Like, there's plenty of reasons to make a big deal out of this. So this second in command is kind of riling up the troops to try to solve this problem. And it's just a really interesting look at, like, um, it reminds me a lot of just, like, how things work in big corporations. And I, 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 really, I really like it. It's, uh, it's really good. So I would highly recommend checking out Andor on Disney+. Plus. Dude, I had no idea that Andor was created by Tony Gilroy. For Rogue One? No, 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 like the show. He oh, is the creator of the show. Gotcha. Um, what else does Tony Gilroy do? So Tony Gilroy. I know that name, but. Um, he wrote screenplays for the original Jason Bourne movies, like oh, the original trilogy. Okay. Um, and he directed the fourth film in the movie, but he also wrote, I think, and directed the movie Michael Clayton. Yeah, he wrote and directed that one. That's a uh, a George Clooney movie. 10 out of 10 movie. Wow. Like, so fucking good. Um, I, I guess I'm now reading that he co-wrote Rogue One. Um, it's at least part of it. But um, Michael Clayton, to me, that was his first feature film that he directed. And that shit is so good. I love it. It's one of my favorite movies. It's not for everyone. Basically, like, George Clooney plays uh, a lawyer that kind of, like, he's not, like, he works for a big law firm, but he basically cleans up their messes for them. Uh, so, like, when, like, their clients are, like, rich pieces of shit. And okay. And 
basically they're like this law firm is in like this high profile lawsuit against like this chemical company and some farms and like their head lawyer who's like his name is part of the firm he like has a, a mental breakdown and all this crazy crazy shit starts happening um but it's kind of like a slow burn drama so if you like slow burn dramas then it's very good uh but it has george clooney in it and it has tilda swinton in it uh for people that aren't actor people, she played the ancient one in the MCU. Um, but she's a very good actress. And uh, that movie is just really fucking good. Um, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm more interested in watching Andor now because I see that he's involved because I think he's, he's a pretty good writer, director kind of guy. Yeah. It's, um, damn, it's going to have 12 episodes. Wow. Oh, I don't think I realized that. That's great. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's exactly I mean every like I'm the last person in the world to say this, but it is definitely what a Star Wars television has been needing. Also, Cassian Andor has the most ludicrously oversized blaster you've ever seen in your entire life. It's like oh, what are you compensating for, bro? It is uh like it's laughably huge. So, so oh, yeah, keep an I eye out for picture. that. What the fuck? This thing's <laughs> fucking huge. How do you even hold on to that with one hand? Uh, I it's just uh I mean that is the uh lifted truck on monster truck tires of the Star Wars universe for sure. No blaster will ever be as cool as Han Solo's. So, true. Um but yeah, oh man, I guess I'll have to watch this. 12 episodes, that's a lot. That's good though. Um, I guess I'm going to transition one of my recommendations to be Michael Clayton, the movie Michael Clayton. Yeah, that sounds cool. Um, very, very good. Um, and I actually didn't even have like a media recommendation this week. I was just going to recommend the app Plex. Um, I don't know how I, I avoided it for so long. I know it's pretty popular, but um, just an ability to basically create like a server in your house and and any video files or anything that you have on your computer you can throw up into an app that's basically just like netflix and you get the same user interface for the most part and it's all free and i've been i've been using that quite a bit because obviously i have a lot of files on my computer from over the last decade and a half (laughs) and i never used to really watch them because they're just on my computer but then i set up a server it was really easy and now i can watch it anywhere you know, if I'm on the go or in the house or I can share it with like my parents or other friends. And so I've been having a lot of fun playing with Plex and kind of adding stuff to that. And so highly recommend it if you have a bunch of like movies and stuff on your computer that you've just had saved. It's great. That's awesome. How large are the server? Like how much space do you get? Um, so basically it's just my computer becomes the server. Oh, okay. So I have a I have a two gigabyte, sorry, not two gigabyte, two terabyte hard drive. I have a few of them. Um, and so basically there's an app on my computer and you just put the location of where your files are at. In this case, I just have a bunch of separated folders like movies or TV shows on my computer. My, my computer becomes the server. So I could just give you ac- access to my library on Plex. Say you had a Plex app on your Apple TV, your smart TV, your phone, whatever it is. And you'd be able to watch any TV shows or movies that are on my computer uh, in the same format as like a Netflix, right? It shows a list of what's available. 
Um, you could scroll through it. There's information about each one when it came out. It looks just like Netflix, but it's all stuff that's on my computer. Dang, that's awesome. I'll have to show it to you later. It's pretty. It's pretty yeah. Cool. So highly recommend that. So get Plex and watch uh, watch Michael Clayton. Boom. Love it. Now I need I need to watch that movie now. All righty. Um, we'll be back next week with episode seven. Uh, but if you want to reach out to us before then, you can hit us up at the Infinity Watch Podcast at gmail.com or on Twitter at Infinity Rewatch. Just make sure to say those three special words. Eric, do you know what they are? Mm, I'm pretty sure they are fuck the billionaires. Oh man, I thought it was hot honey water. I'm glad you corrected me there. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man.